There is no other way to describe this game other than yee-haw. It was uh, quite the win after a nearly blowing a 3 nothing lead for the Blue Jays. Welcome to Jays Talk. I'm Julia Kreutz, joined by Sho Ali. Sho, how are you doing? Good, Julia. I uh, I got to say I've done Jays Talk with you. We've done it many times this season. Uh, usually I do it from the studio with you. Sometimes it's the backup studio. Sometimes it's it's all over the place. But uh, today, thanks to the miracle of technology, I join you from the backseat of my car. So always fun <laughs> doing it from a different place <laughs> from doing JSTOG with you. I will say it is uh, it is interesting not having you here and still hearing your <laughs> voice. It's like, is this a fever dream? It, has it come to this? But I am really, really glad to, to, to have you with us on this uh, wild Blue Jays win. I don't know what you made of it. The one thing I can say is how clutch is Daniel Jansen? Ooh, yeah. Jano is I, like, he's definitely a, one of those, you know, they talk about like fan favorites all the time that there's, there are fan favorites and those guys are usually Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or Bo Bichette. And we can get to Bo in a bit because like Ben said, he has been unconscious. Great word to use a, a descriptor for, uh, for, for a Bo Bichette this week. But Danny Jansen is one of those fan favorites. Like we get a lot of texts, and, and you can text us at five ninety five ninety name and location. We get a lot of text about why doesn't Danny Jansen play more? Why isn't he in the lineup more? The pitchers seem to play better. They seem to pitch better when he's in the lineup or when he's catching for them as well. And it's not a, that absolutely not a knock on Alejandro Kirk. It's just that. Jansen is a is a seasoned vet, and tonight he delivers the clutch base hit. Was the bet three six five play the game? He is just he is so much fun to watch. It's funny you said earlier when we started, Julia, that we almost watched the Blue Jays blow a three nothing lead. They did blow a three nothing lead. They uh, they did blow the lead. It Good just da- thanks to Danny Jansen, they regained the lead. Thankfully, thankfully, it makes the tone of these Jays talks uh, that much more fun. Yeah, it uh, it really does. The the, the brass theme song. It, it just fits better when it's a win, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah does. we have we have a text here uh, from Logan texting us from London. Danny Jansen is one of the best clutch hitters on the team. I want him in the lineup come postseason. Springer better stay healthy. It's interesting to think about Danny Jansen as a clutch hitter, but that was on full display tonight, I think, show. Not only that, but the athleticism, the swing is there. He has been hitting the ball so well, seeing the ball so well. He made good contact in pretty much all of his at-bats tonight and then connecting when it mattered most. It's funny, the Blue Jays don't seem to run out of clutch guys, do they? And it's a, it's a good thing to see someone like Danny Jansen step up in the big moments, not just behind the plate where we know that he is elite, but also in the batter's box. Absolutely, yeah. It's It's just... Danny Jansen brings an element to the the bottom half of the lineup, sometimes the bottom third of the lineup, that often just isn't there, right? I mean, the, the Blue Jays have come off a fantastic week in Baltimore. It's a, a, a series, the four-game series, including the doubleheader earlier this week, where they did some cru- they got some crucial wins for the wild card race, and even so there was you know there there were some some things you want to be polished a little bit Danny Jansen and part part I guess what I'm saying is that part of that polish needs to go to the bottom of the lineup because too often do you see 
guys like Espinal or Tapia, and those guys are still very good, and I want to see, see them in the lineup more often. But too often do they strike out or fly out, and a promising offensive performance or even just a, a promising offensive inning doesn't really go anywhere. And as of late, it feels like maybe Danny Jansen could provide some more pop to that bottom half of the lineup. Of course, the top half, you still want to see Springer. You still want to see Vladdy. You still want to see Bo and so on uh, play very well. But at the same time, you need more pop from the bottom of the lineup. And we've seen it in spurts. You and I have used the word inconsistent a lot this season, and the Blue Jays, like like any team in pro- professional sports, not just baseball, can be inconsistent. But if Danny Jansen can do what he did tonight, you know, and again, the Rangers are not exactly <laughs> the most quality of opponents, but if uh, Danny Jansen can do this and help the team, help the Jays beat the teams they should beat, I think we'll be uh, we'll be having more positive Jays talks in the between now <laughs> and the end of the season in October. One can hope, show one can hope, and we'll definitely get to. <laughs> Bo Bichette, Ross Stripling as well. We do have a caller on the line. You can call okay. us at one 590 This is Dave from Calgary, and he wants to talk about the intentional walk and why this isn't something that the Jays employ more often. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Hey, guys. Good. Thanks for having me on. I uh, I, I didn't necessarily like the uh, – you bring in Meza to go against Seeger and Lowell, the two left-handers. You go into the shift – to the one side of the infield and Seager's a veteran hitter. And I, I, I don't know why you're not employing an intentional walk and putting Seager on first base and bringing in a double play against Lowe, uh, bringing a double play into, into play in that situation where Lowe ends up hitting a ground ball. Anyways, probably a better left-handed pitcher to, or better left-handed hitter to face for Mesa than Seager. Seager had already doubled earlier in the game. It's more of a veteran presence in the two hole. Low, uh, I would have rather been pitching to low with a runner on first base. I'm not sure why the why the Jays wouldn't uh, wouldn't have gone to that type of strategy. And it's frankly not something that you see very often anymore. Is that intentional walk? Like, I mean, I guess the the counter argument is you're putting a another runner in play for the Rangers if you and opening up the Jays to potentially another beginning. And it's it's technically, I guess, maybe the 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 lead runner on base. But I, I, I like that, and that's something that uh, you don't see very often anymore and probably in that situation something that I would have looked to do. Absolutely, Dave. Thank you so much for calling. That's a great point. One thing that I will say that maybe has swayed the decision or did sway the decision not to go for that intentional walk is that Corey Seager has been in a little bit of a slump. Now, you can never expect someone like Seager to slump for long, it, uh, it, it certainly is a change of momentum if you have him, you know, break out in that big moment as he did. And now what is he going to look like for the rest of the series after regaining maybe some confidence here after a couple of uh, a couple of bad games? He's been he went over, I think, in five or six straight games before today, which is really not great for a guy of the caliber of Corey Seager. Show, I, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this. Are you a guy that would uh, that would uh, favor the intentional walk there, or um, maybe just play the odds and play the fact that Corey Seager has not looked like himself for the last uh, handful of games? It's true, and it, look, Corey Seager is an incredible baseball player. He is in a bit of a funk. It's it, honestly Corey Seager. It was I was looking at some of the statistics before tonight's game started, and I, I honestly can't believe. He has a 29 home runs this season. That has got to be the quietest 29 home run season yeah. 
any any of any player in Major League Baseball, I dare say, right? It's a lot of home runs. But yeah, Corey Seager, the two of the three runs tonight. I, I, I can see where Dave's coming from with the intentional walk because if you think about the most dangerous hitter, even if though he's in the funk, a funk that he is, and Dave's right about on that, and so are you, uh, the most dangerous hitter on this Rangers team is Seager, right? The next guy would probably be Simeon, and then the next guy is probably low. And, of course, it was Simeon, Seager, low tonight. One, two, three. Again, like, there are the guys in there, Calhoun or Tavares as a speedy guy who makes good contact. He he was in, the I think, the minors for much of the year and then got called up and has played pretty well. Like, there aren't... It's not as though there are bad players that play for the Texas Rangers, but Seager is the most dangerous guy, so I can see the point about intentionally walking him. But I, I just feel like with Mesa being that guy... It does feel as though, especially because he's played very well as of late, and I get the lefty-righty splits and so on, that absolutely makes sense. But Meza has played so well, especially over the last two weeks. The first maybe week since he came back from the shoulder dislocation on his non-throwing arm, I kind of thought to myself, okay, well, he does, he looks a little rusty. He looks like he's still grimacing a little out there. I mean, right. he, he needs more work. And he threw a lot of innings after that. And more often than not, he was getting guys out. Like, he was looking like the Tim Mesa of 2021 for a lot of those appearances in the last maybe like 10 days, let's call it. And so I can see why they would like him to go out there best on best, get Seager. Yeah, okay, it didn't work out. But at the same time, I think they would feel comfortable, they being the Jays, feel comfortable making that gamble because of how well Mesa has played. We have time for one more call pretty quickly before the break, Gregory. Why he wants to talk a little bit about the lethal offense and why the Blue Jays have been stranding so many runners. How are you, Gregory? I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you for asking. No problem. I'm just trying to understand, um, like the Jays are on a good run. They're doing great, but they strand so many base runners. That's right. They do. It's been a, it's been an issue for sure. Gregory, um, it's uh, I'm sure it can be frustrating as a, as a fan. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that the hitters are also frustrated. It has been sort of a theme. If you look at the runners in scoring position, men left on base, it is certainly something that the Blue Jays need to improve on and show with a, with a ballpark as big as Globe Life Field is uh, a lot of room to do some damage here. And when you're talking about a guy like Bo Bichette, he did do some damage today. Uh, it can become frustrating and a little bit um, taxing, really, mentally, when the Blue Jays are stranding that many runners. Of course, they're 7-1 and one in this road trip. It's a good thing. The offense seems like it's waking up, but that might be the next step in, uh, in this team's awakening, let's say, at the tail end of the regular season. You know, to, to, to the caller's point, I see another... I see another text here on the text line. Again, you can shoot us a couple more at 590-590. Name and location. Uh, Tony texting in from Kitchener. Tony says, this was the worst win of the season, but it was a win. You'll take it. But they need to learn how to bunt and sack fly. They need to work on the runners in scoring position in the offseason because they have been terrible at it all year. A win is a win, but man, that was ugly. I kind of agree with Tony, right? I I think, look, baseball is what it is. You're always going to have games where some bad teams get on base and they they out hit you and so on and so forth but at the same time boy the uh the runners in scoring position it just it, there there are too many and I don't want to sound like I'm nitpicking because and I guess I kind of am because they won it was a 4-3 win you'll take it like Tony said absolutely it helps you in the wild card race it builds on helps the players confidence I will always take a win a win is a win is a win as they say right Julia but I you know you just the runners in scoring position issue 
it just it goes away sometimes. I think my my issue with it, I think it mainly is that the Blue Jays are such a talented offensive lineup that it, it feels like when they play teams and you go back to last week and they play the Pirates and they did sweep that series, so not too many complaints there. But you see the games against the Pirates, games against the Angels, games against the Rangers now. And these are teams that you look at the schedule and you say, okay, with games against the Rays and Yankees and Orioles coming up in the not-too-distant future, Rangers games are the games they should be winning. And not just winning, but like like really destroying, annihilating their opponents. And of course, they're good players in all of these different ball clubs. But the Blue Jays are, you would think, in the upper echelon of the AL, probably behind the Yankees and Astros. And you can make an argument as to where they fall with the Guardians and the Twins and the, the Rays and the Orioles and so on. That's that's up. I think it's personal preference. But I just we don't see the Jays' killer instinct enough sometimes. I agree with Tony, though. I would love to see no more bunts. Stop asking Espinal to bunt. I would love to never see Espinal bunt for the rest of the season. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think everyone can agree with that. It's uh, it's <laughs> really not a not a pretty sight. No, the Blue Jays still not. do have some time here before the regular season ends to sort of find that killer instinct. It sure looks great that they're winning, even though that has been lacking at times. Show, I'm going to give you a chance to crack open a window a little bit. We're going to take a quick break, Thank and then you. we'll be back with more Jays talk. It's Jay's Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm Julia Kreutz, joined by Show Ali from the back seat of his car. Show, what a win for the Blue Jays. Things started off really well and then uh, dipped a little bit. But Danny Jansen coming through in the clutch. It is time for the Bet365 standings update. Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbooks. With 63 million members worldwide, 19 plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. Taking a look at the American League East, the Yankees lost again. Tampa Bay Rays taking that game 4-2. to two. The Yankees are now 83-56, and 56, and Tampa Bay is just three and a half games back of that division lead, something that wow. seemed pretty impossible uh, a, a while ago show. Tampa is now 78 and 58 and Toronto with the win 77 and 60 just one and a half games back of Tampa Bay and the Mariners at the in the wild card race in the American League the Mariners last I checked were losing they were trailing the Atlanta Braves things are getting real cozy real cozy in the American League show Ali Absolutely, yeah. I, wow, the Yankees lost again, eh? That's that is. Uh, it, it's crazy to think that, and I know the wild card race is still going to be top of everyone's mind, as it should be, because you want you know you want your team to be in the the race as much as humanly possible, no matter what it is, division or wild card. But boy, the Yankees losing again. It, I I, I, I kind of conflicted, right? Like I would like to see the Yankees lose because I have no love lost between myself and the Yankees. And I'm sure that that probably is a sentiment echoed by many Jays fans and media, but uh, the Rays just keep on winning. I just, I don't understand how these guys keep on winning. Of course, that means this series. So there's two more games against the Rangers and then a, uh, I believe it's a five game series against the Rays at Rogers center starting on Monday. There's a double header in there, I think. So 
Uh, that five-game series is going to be crazy. Of course, the uh, four-game series win against uh, the Orioles from earlier this week probably gives you a little more confidence if you're a Jays fan. But, boy, the Yankees do not look... They essentially have an entire AAA team playing for the New York Yankees right now with so many guys either injured or like on the on the 10-day IL or what have you. It's, yeah. it's pretty wild to see the Yankees, who are like, what, 17 games up on second place in the division in, in June, be... Only three and a half games up now at the beginning of September. That is actually pretty crazy. Yeah, it is incredible to see just how quickly the tide can turn in baseball. That was your bet 365 standings update. We do have time for one more call. Bill from Nova Scotia, when we're talking about the standings update, uh, we have an entire country here pulling for the Blue Jays. Bill, all the way in Nova Scotia. How are you doing, Bill? I'm doing wonderful. I understand time's our enemy here, so I'll make it quick. Um, I'm not sure if you both realize what a huge Toronto Blue Jays fan base you have here in Nova Scotia. It's it's huge. Everybody's talking baseball. In fact, um, I live about 50 minutes east of Halifax out in the boonies and, uh, well, probably 55 minutes during rush hour. But uh, I stop into my local pub out there about once, maybe twice a week. And they have a wraparound bar where there's always 12, 15 boys and girls sitting around the bar. And they're all talking Blue Jays baseball. Uh, I can tell you, if you were here right now, you would never again see so many Blue Jays managers sitting around the same bar at the same time. And that's my thing for tonight. (laughs) Bill, thank you so much for calling. We really appreciate it. I'm sure you are familiar with the work of our good friend Keegan Matheson. I was going to say. <laughs> who works for MLB.com and is on this station often. Uh, thank you so much for calling. And it's always a nice reminder that uh, Blue Jays fans are everywhere, scattered around the country. And I'm sure that they enjoyed, just like we did show, Ross Stripling's performance uh, oh, yeah. tonight. The The hometown boy coming home, 60 or so friends and family in attendance. He dealt. I mean, uh, didn't go far, 68 pitches there, but that's all he needed for six innings, two runs, three hits, and four strikeouts. No walks. Really, really impressive performance again by Stripling. And, uh, Show, I wanted to read a text here from Sam, who's in Manitoba, and he asks, and I'm very, very curious to hear your thoughts on this, has Stripling done enough where if the playoffs started tomorrow, you would have him above Jose Barrios? What do you think? That's tough. It's something we've discussed a couple of times, you and I. And I, I, I think, I think even after what we've seen tonight and over the last little while, I know I gave up the home run to who was it, Young. I think that's right. Uh, and also great to see Young come back from the injury. Ben mentioned it on the broadcast. I, I, um, I love watching the young players break out, even if they don't play for the Blue Jays. Doubly so if they play for the Blue Jays. But the young players around baseball breaking out. So good to see Young back from that injury. I will say, um, despite the despite the the home run he, he hit off of Stripling, but. I think I'm still on the Barrios train. I think it's just, I feel like the, the the stability Stripling brings is you can't ignore it. And he is absolutely 1,000% one of the, if not if not the MVP of this entire Blue Jay season, given how he came into the rotation when, uh, when Ryu went down and he kind of bounced back and forth and then Ryu went down permanently for the year, maybe as for the rest of his career as a Blue Jay with the TJ surgery and Stripling came in and stabilized things. That's There's no way any Blue Jays fan, Nova Scotia or anywhere else, can uh, overlook that uh, that contribution. But uh, I think just the, the ceiling of Brios, I feel like is 
maybe a smidge higher, and he does look like he is getting it together as of late. If maybe Stripling has, if if maybe most starts like this, and to his credit, they have all looked like this as of late as well. Look like this going through to October fifth when the season ends. I think against the Orioles and Barrios falters a little bit. Maybe I'll change my mind, but I think for now I'm on the Barrios train. Where do you fall? Are you want you want to turn into Stripling here? Yeah, that's uh, honestly he has. I think Ross Stripling is very close to doing enough to to turn me on that and and, and okay. have me on the Stripling train. I will say that my reservation is still that third time through the order. I think we saw it again today. The fact that he was only at 68 pitches. And he was done after six innings. It sort of shows that maybe the confidence isn't entirely there with Stripling in the the third time through the order, which is something that if Barrios is dealing, you don't necessarily need to worry about that. The big question is, will you get a consistent Barrios? And, and, And honestly, of late, I think that he has earned that trust. I think that he has been really consistent for the Blue Jays. And that is why I'm still... I still have Barrios above uh, Ross Stripling on that depth chart, but certainly wouldn't mind having Ross Stripling on the mound at any point, really, uh, in the postseason. That's how good the Blue Jays' rotation has been, other than that number five spot. We know that there are still uh, question marks surrounding yeah. that number <laughs> five spot, which is it's pretty important now. It, it won't be maybe as important come playoff time when the Blue Jays get to reduce perhaps their their rotation a little bit, tighten things up and and roll with four starters. We'll see how that goes, but that's certainly uh, that's certainly looking like it will be the case here, show. Uh, yeah, Jose Barrios is still, in my mind, above Ross Stripling by a hair, but still. And we obviously can't say goodnight today without talking about Bo Bichette, what oh, he yeah. has been doing. Show Ali in the month of September. This it it has been incredible to witness. Absolutely, Bo Bo being WRC plus wise. I know people are not always fan of super advanced statistics, but WRC plus. I'm, I feel comfortable saying most people understand his WRC plus right now. You could probably make the same argument maybe a couple of days ago when he had the two home runs and he had another one the day after. He has been phenomenal this week. He is actually, despite what I think we would all describe as a poor year, basically right up until August or mid August, let's call it. He has somehow still raised his WRC plus to that of what it was at the end of 2021. He has been absolutely phenomenal. Is he going to be hitting at this pace for the rest of the season? No, because no player is going to do that. I mean, if they did, it'd be truly tremendous. But uh, Bo Bichette, phenomenal stuff from him. And I hope he keeps it up. And if he does, I think Blue Jays fans will realize he is closer to the guy we saw last year than the guy we saw for much of this season. Heating up when the Blue Jays need him the most, that's for sure. That's Show Ali. I'm Julia Kreutz. This has been Jays Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Thank you for listening in. This is Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side, baseball fans.